Hello, and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you're tuning in, and we hope that you will be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. Sometimes we've heard the words of being anointed and stuff like that, and it just seems like a whole lot of man-made stuff gets in the picture and takes away from the biblical value of what it means to be anointed and what is the anointing. And so for these next few weeks, I'm going to go into a deep teaching tonight for these next few weeks into what is the anointing. I want you to say over your life and say, I am anointed. I am anointed. I want you to get that through your mind that you are anointed. And we will discover what it means to be anointed in order to fill our God-given purpose. Do you not understand that the anointing that's on your life has everything to do with how the way that you are wired? How the way that you are wired, the things that you do, is all centered around what God has put in place there. The anointing is God moving on flesh. Say, that's me. That's me. That's God's spirit moving on flesh. Yes, me. Flawed, you. (laughs) Don't got it all together, you. How can God use me? Yeah, still trying to figure it out, you. That's God's anointing resting on someone flawed. But in what, and this is the great thing, the scripture says that God Uh, uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. It does not make sense how God will use mere men and women like yourself, such as I, to complete what he's put us in the earth for. Do you not understand that you have been anointed for this time of life that you're living in? Do you not understand? Let me help you understand something about the anointing. The anointing is not meant for the next life. 
What am I talking to you? It's meant for this age. What I'm telling you is, is that the anointing only has use for this age that we're in. Because when God comes back and sets up his kingdom, there's no more need for uh, the, you know, preachers or any of those things or us having to witness because everybody who's been witnessed to them made it in. <laughs> so it's no need for it. There's no need for the anointing. There's not going to be me up there preaching. How, who am I versus Jesus? <laughs> who is anybody? Your favorite preacher, your favorite song. Who are you against them? There ain't no need for you. Your anoint, the anointing of God is for you for this specific time of life. Can I also help you with one more thing? The anointing is not for you as, is, as it is for someone else. You have not been anointed for the sake of being anointed. You've been anointed, ladies and gentlemen, for the sake of that whatever God has put on you or purposed on you is to reach a network of people who God has already ordained you to touch. Do you not understand that the more you run away from God and his purpose uh, over your life is the more you are running away from the net, the more that the network of people who God has intended for your ministry and your life to reach is not being impacted. And because of that, God will go past you and put it on someone else who's going to receive the anointing and run with it. And what was destined for you will go to someone else because you despise to be used. The reason why I'm giving us this series at such a time as this, the Holy Spirit impressed upon me is because the reality is church. This church has been anointed for something great. Not only us corporately, but you individually have been anointed for something great. This is not a humanistic message. This is a message to empower something in you to say, yes, I am anointed. Yes, I am flawed, still anointed. Yes, I still, I'd still make mistakes along the way and fall short, but guess what? I'm still anointed and my anointing is going to bring somebody else along to realize this. The reason when you understand that you understand your need for God and when you understand your need for God, you understand that it is not you. It is Jesus. Hallelujah. It is Jesus. I'm going to get to 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, verse 21. I just want you to hold that there. Can I lay more of a foundation for you when it comes down to the anointing? And I'm going to tie this in. So hey, everyone. Join us April the 22nd for our next session on relationships. Absolutely. It's going to be this Thursday at 7 p.m. And we're going to be talking about my type. What's your type? What's my type? Relationships all things relationships Friendship. you want to be there so ladies it is not too late to sign up to be a part of the glory girls just click the link in the bio right now and click the link in the description box and sign up today to be a part of glory girls yes girls we're gonna build a man this session build a man okay. y'all yes. build a man and remember transformation starts here the greek word ladies and gentlemen for the anointing is made up from two greek words Two Greek words, one of them meaning to smear or rub oil. Uh, the other word means to anoint. All right. And the Hebrew term has secular connections, connections such as rubbing a shield with oil, smearing paint on a house or anointing the body with oil. So when we you see somebody being anointed or laid their hands on with the anointing oil, ladies and gentlemen, 
it is not the oil itself, it is what it symbolizes. It's what it symbolizes. All, let, me, let me help you understand something. A lot of times we look at stuff, you know, if you grew up in church like I grew up in church, I didn't see people just run off with the oil and just, boom, I'm throwing this on that, throwing that on that, and different things like that. And then you'd be like, oh, is that really, you know, is that really necessary? Is that really true? Like, why are we putting anointing on this person? Like, what is the purpose of this? And so a lot of times, and then when you grow up, if you, depending on what type of church experience you had, it kind of turns you away from it. Like, what is that? That seems something mystical. That's, you know, what is this? Depending on what type of background you grew up in, you're like, oh, I don't want none of, I don't want nothing that she got. <laughs> I'm good. That's what, that's how we are. I'm good. You know, I'm, I'm Gucci. I don't, I don't need, I don't need that. But let me help you understand that when you talk about anointing, this was something that was done purposely. It was something that was done purposely. And, and, and to smear or to, or, or, or to rub with oil, all right? And so that's what we have to understand. The anointing, ladies and gentlemen, is the ability uh, given to the believer by God personally to fulfill God's purpose. The anointing is the Holy Spirit working through you to fulfill a particular task here in the earth. And I'm going to get into this more in the weeks to come that your anointing serves a specific purpose. All right. So people, ladies and gentlemen, were often uh, anointed in recognition of the Lord's divine calling upon their lives. The anointing was a physical recognition of their particular role or office, such as kings, prophets and priests. I want to lay a foundation for this. Oftentimes in the Old Testament, and I want to make this very clear, the anointing did not run on everyone. The anointing was set aside for specific individuals. Oftentimes in the Old Testament, you would see priests be anointed. You would see prophets be anointed. And you will also see kings be anointed. And the purpose of this was as recognition for their service. Being set apart that they're consecrated to these particular roles in order to serve the people. And so this was almost, it was a sign to the people that these men were set apart for God. For the service of God. All right. They were set apart for God for the service of God. All right. Let's go here. Let's continue to back this up with scripture here. Let's go to Leviticus chapter 8 verse 12 and 13. When the tabernacle was being built and the law was being established and given to Moses, when God was telling Moses on how he wanted certain things to be as far as the tabernacle, here's what happened. Leviticus 8 verse 12 and 13, the New King James Version says, And he poured some of the anointing oil on Aaron's head and anointed him to consecrate him. Then Moses brought, Aaron's sons and put tunics on them, girded them with sashes and put hats on them as the Lord had commanded Moses. And so what God was doing and commanding Moses was, I want you to set Aaron and his sons aside and consecrate them to be priests in, uh, uh, for the people of Israel. And they will serve in the temple. They will serve in the tabernacle. All right. And so Aaron, ladies and gentlemen, was anointed as a priest. 
and so was his sons. Aaron would be considered the chief high priest over Israel. And that's what he was being anointed as. All right. And so priests were ones who were anointed, who were set aside. Not only that, but they were also prophets. Uh, Elijah here in first Kings chapter 19, verse 16. Also, you shall anoint Jehu, the son of Nimshi as king over Israel and Elisha or Elisha, uh, the son of Shaphat, uh, uh, Abel, Mahola, you shall anoint as prophet in your place. All right. And so we see here two things that not only was a prophet anointed, but also a king was anointed. A prophet and a king was anointed. And so God gave him this instruction, ladies and gentlemen, when, 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 when the prophet Elijah wanted to throw away his ministry and his prophetic career because of the, the assault uh, of, of Jezebel after uh, calling down fire and, and, and the prophets of Baal uh, were, caught and were killed because of the fire that came down from heaven. Ladies and gentlemen, he ran, uh, he ran and, and, and he ran into the wilderness to die. But the angel of the Lord came and got him and told him to go to Mount Sinai on Mount Sinai. He received this instruction. So God was reviving him and giving him instruction concerning his purpose. That not only do I want you to anoint the next king of Israel, but I'm going to have you anoint your successor. I'm going to have you anoint someone that will succeed you in ministry. That someone that you would put at, in place of you uh, uh, for the children of Israel to be my mouthpiece. And so I want you to go down there and you're going to anoint Jehud, the son of Nimshi, to be the king. And I'm going to also have you anoint um, Elisha or Elisha, depending on how you want to uh, pronounce his name. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I want to keep on moving. Kings were anointed and, and kings were anointed in a particular way uh, versus priests and prophets. All right. So kings were anointed with a, a, a flask or or a horn of oil. Now, let me tell you something, how it really went down in biblical days. Right. I was joking with uh, Pastor Dom and Elder Brittany about how we were going to do their consecration service back in 2019. I was telling them, listen, I'm about to get a horn of oil and we're just going to dump that whole thing on top of your head and it's going to just flow down. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. Ladies, y'all would hate that. He ain't messing up my hair. <laughs> it's laid to the side. I got that Remy. You're not going to do nothing to my hair. <laughs> but, back in the, but back in the Bible days, they put that anointing oil on your head. And, they, and you know when that scripture says, as the oil flowed down from uh, Moses' beard, that's because you were drenched in the oil. Aaron's beard, excuse me, as the oil flowed down from Aaron's beard. The truth of the matter is they put the oil on top of your head and that oil would run. And it would run. And it would run. <laughs> that's how you were anointed. You were anointed with a horn of oil. Or flask. All right, let me give you an example here. First Samuel chapter 16, verse 1. This is the anointing of David. The anointing of David. Um, this is after Saul's uh, 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 um, disobedience. And the Lord was ready to move on. He said, now the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul? Seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel. Fill your horn. You see that? With oil and go. I am sending you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided myself a king among his sons. 
And so David was also anointed with this horn of oil. That's how he was anointed. Because what God was signifying is, is that is my chosen person. And it also signifies the reason why they let it run is because it would signify that his whole body would be use of the anointing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's why they would let it flow. It is a symbolization of the Holy Spirit flowing in the life of someone. That's why it would flow down from you. See, a lot of times we don't understand this because we weren't taught. That's the reason why people did things. I feel a lot of times people would understand it better if we understood the why behind things. If we understood the why. Some people don't consecrate in that such a way anymore. But it's really biblical. I'm not saying you got to throw the whole oil on somebody. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying the purpose of why we consecrate. The purpose of why sometimes it's good to anoint yourself from time to time. It's good to do that. All right? There's nothing wrong with that. Are you hearing me? And so we're laying a foundation again for the anointing. I want you to understand not only this, but we'll understand in the next few weeks is that priests, prophets and kings were not the only offices that were set aside or consecrated. Because yeah. uh, some people thought they were about to run away and get away from oh, like, OK, you said priests, prophets and kings. No, 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 no. There were other places in scripture where men and women were anointed for different particular things. And you'll see that in the next few weeks. I want to also talk to you about something. Uh, I like what Robert, Robert Bergen said. He said he proposes that the anointing in the Bible signifies that God was staking a claim on the anointed and or that God was pouring out his spirit upon the anointed. I want you to make this very clear that man cannot manufacture the anointing. Man cannot manufacture the anointing. I've heard this. I've I've seen this account in scripture and I've heard it preached so many times. How Elijah, how Elisha or Elisha asked Elijah for a double portion of his anointing. And when I look at that scripture, ladies and gentlemen, oftentimes I've seen people say, oh, I'm going to give you that, that, that almost like or preaching it in the sense, almost like Elijah could give him that. Skipping over the part where Elijah told, pretty much tells him that's not something I'm able to do. Because what Elijah was trying to help Elisha or Elisha understand that there is there is not the anointing of man that you're looking for. You're looking for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you something. If man could manufacture the anointing, then they could give it. And they would give it to those who they like. And they would give it to those who would kiss themselves, kiss their tails. That's what they would do. I'm just being honest. If they could manufacture it. So Elijah, so Elijah did Elisha a favor. He told what he did was take the attention off of him and say, if you can see me being caught up in the clouds, then just know that you got it. <laughs> Let me tell you something tonight. Man can't give you this anointing. This anointing that you have does not come from man. Because if it was so, guess what? You wouldn't have it. It would be set aside for those who they felt like giving it to. 
I don't care. Sometimes you can't give it to your sons if you're trying to, if you think in that church is some type of inheritance business. It don't work like that. Sometimes you can't give it to those who really, really, you really, really like, and you just hope that they get the holy, they, that they, they, they get spirit filled in the area you want them to be in because it doesn't work like that. Are you hearing me? The anointing is for a specific purpose and a specific reason that all of us, ladies and gentlemen, has received. Don't let anyone tell you that you're not anointed. Don't let nobody tell you that you're not anointed. What I mean by that is there's certain things that you may not you may not be anointed in that specific area. That doesn't mean that you're not anointed. Are you hearing me? Let me give you, let me give you first John. Let's let's back, like again, let's back this up. First John chapter two, verse 20. Here we go. But you have an anointing from who? Let me hear you say it like you mean it. You have an anointing from where? Who's doing what? And now you, and now you know, and you know all things. Here it is. He says, but you have an anointing from who? The Holy One. He didn't say from man. He didn't say from your pastor. He didn't say from your apostle. He didn't say from your bishop. He didn't say from any of those places. He didn't say from Pastor Brandon. He said you have an anointing from the Holy One. That means that man cannot manufacture it and they can't give it to you. And man can't necessarily tell you. You got to go to him. Are you hearing me tonight? Ladies and gentlemen, the anointing, ladies and gentlemen, is for this specific reason that you've been anointed by the Holy One for this specific purpose here in the earth realm. And again, kings, priests, prophets now i told you my my launching pad scripture was second corinthians chapter 2 verse 21 and 22 i'm gonna tie all of this together and we're going to get in more of it uh, for the weeks to come do you like where we're going so far here we go now he who establishes us with you in christ has anointed us is god who also has sealed us and given us the spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. So I told you in the Old Testament and the before Jesus death, burial and resurrection that the anointing only came on specific individuals, kings, priests, prophets. And there was other ones that sprinkled in, but those were the majority of the offices. Are you get what I'm saying? Paul right here. I can really give you a backstory of what's going on because Paul is really defending his apostleship in first in second Corinthians chapter one. That's what he's really doing. But in this particular passage here in chapter one, he's talking about God's faithfulness. And so God is so faithful that guess what? He did not leave us out. He did not leave us out of this anointing. All right, let me back it up to you. I'm going to back this up. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. Here we go. Second Peter chapter two, verse nine. You hear it a lot, but you don't understand that you and I share in the same anointing that the kings and priests and prophets of the Old Testament share in. Here we go. It says, but you are a chosen generation. What does it say there? Royal priesthood. 
<laughs> so I share in the same anointing of those who came before me. Because I have been anointed through the back. Oh, my God. I've been anointed because I am in the anointed. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You are anointed because of the anointed one. I've been baptized into this anointing because of the anointed. Because of Jesus the Christ, his anointing, that, 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 that he was anointed to die. He was anointed to come into the earth to restore the relationship between God and man. And with that relationship being restored now, he then was ushered and anointed to usher in a new dispensation. And what does this new dispensation is? It is the Holy Spirit falling down on every believer who will profess Jesus the Christ as Lord. Are you hearing me tonight? So listen, I have a special anointing. That has been anointed. I've been anointed by the Holy One. Uh, because I'm a royal priesthood. I, I'm a royal priesthood. Let me tell you something. You have been anointed as a king. You may not feel it, but you are. <laughs> You've been anointed as a priest. You may not feel like it all the time, but you are. You've been anointed as such. So why you don't walk like that? Why you don't talk like that? Because if you have the anointing, you should be walking and talking with the grace and the favor that God has bestowed upon your life. Mm. Say to yourself, say, I'm different. I'm different. I am different. I have a different thing. I have a different about me. And the difference is the Holy Spirit. Say the Holy Spirit makes the difference. It's not me of myself. That's what you have to understand. It's not me and myself. The anointing that rests upon my life is not because of me. That's where pride comes in when you think it's you. It's not. You're not that good. I know I'm not that good. <laughs> I wish I could take credit for this, how this is coming together. I give it to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yes, sir. He said, listen, I, you have been anointed. You've been baptized. See, this is what happened at the time. Let me tell you something. At the time you professed Jesus Christ as Lord, the Holy Spirit baptized you into the family of God. And the family of God is royal. The family of God is set apart. The family of God is different. See, everybody wants to talk so much about how anointed they are, but then they don't live, oh my God, lives that are distinguished because of their anointing. So it doesn't matter about how gifted you think you are. If you don't live distinguished, your anointing is not going to take so much great effect in people's lives because of what you got going on. Are you hearing me tonight? The truth of the matter is, ladies and gentlemen, the anointing has come and we ought to live in the anointing. We ought to live in this anointing. And this anointing is of the Holy One. Say this anointing is of the Holy One. Hallelujah. You've been called with a holy calling. 
a holy calling. That means your calling is set apart. <laughs> your life has been set apart. I've been called with a holy calling. Hallelujah. Here's some things that I want you to understand uh, about the purpose of the anointing here. And I'm coming to a close. Here's what you have to understand about the purpose of the anointing is the anointing empowers. Say it empowers uh, our God given assignment. Let me tell you something. There is no way in the world you think you're going to accomplish what God has given you to accomplish outside of God. This doesn't happen. Let me help you understand something and bring you down, you and I down the size. If Jesus the Christ had to be anointed through by the Holy Spirit, what makes you think in your big head and your hard head that you think that you're going to do this apart from the Holy Ghost? Are you crazy? Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. Are you hearing me tonight? How in the world you think you think you that talented that you can accomplish something? Yeah, you can do some things, but ah, I heard Paul said, I can do all things through Christ. That strengthens me. You're not going to fulfill your God-given assignment. Let me back this up to you for you to help you understand something. Uh, Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Let's continue to lay this foundation here. How God anointed Jesus of who? Nazareth with what? <laughs> ah, if Jesus being God submitted himself this is how the Trinity works this is how the Trinity works you see they see if he could submit himself to the Father then he could also submit himself to the Spirit oh my God help me now because without the Spirit he could not accomplish dying on the cross for you and I he had to be strengthened God in here hallelujah when I when Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane and he was contemplating whether he was gonna go through with this there was a so my God the angel came and strengthened him so there is no way that you can do this assignment outside of God Oh, my God, help me in here. When Jesus got up from the grave, when they thought that it was all over for Jesus, when they thought that their hopes had gone down and Jesus got up and Jesus came appearing, he didn't knock on the door to appear to the disciples, but he came right there as flesh and told them, oh, my God, I want you to go down there and I want you to go back into Jerusalem because they were hiding. And I want you to go down there and just wait for the gift of God I just want you to wait for the gift and you know Pentecost is May 23rd and so I want you to wait for the gift and guess what that gift came on oh my God in Acts chapter 2 and they were filled with the Holy Spirit Why? Because they could not start oh my God the, the movement this new movement without the Holy Spirit say I can't complete my God-given task without the Holy Spirit say it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen Hear, hear me hear me watch me mark chapter 16 let me continue to lay a foundation this is the purpose of the anointing here and these signs will follow those who believe see when you are anointed you believe 
Oh my God, help me in this room. True believers, when you got the anointing, signs follow the anointed. I'm talking about signs follow them. Yes, signs can follow you on your job. Yeah, I'm not talking about here in church alone. I'm talking about signs can follow you on your job. Signs can follow you in the workplace. Signs can follow you as you're just going through your everyday life. And somebody comes up to you and say, hey, something's different about you. Why, that's a sign that you've been mocked by God. Are you hearing me tonight? I said signs follow you. All right, here we go. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with what? New tongues. They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. See, let me tell you something. I know sometimes we may get discouraged because you pray for certain healings and they don't happen immediately. But let me tell you something. Don't mean that healings don't exist. Hallelujah. I don't care what you say. God, God does miracles. Hallelujah. I know that there's some phonies out there and the miracles look like they've been contrived. But there are some real authentic miracles. How God can bring somebody, even with stage four cancer. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Timmy. Who can bring you out of there and just show my God and begin to try of those things say you, you you can be a witness of it hallelujah i don't care what stage you're on god can deliver if god chooses to deliver deliver now or in the next lifetime one way or another deliverance is happening but here according to this text he said you will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover see we hear this stuff in church and we hear this stuff all the time. But people don't really believe this stuff. Because guess what? You wouldn't call the pastor when you got a loved one and they sick. You can go and do it yourself. You can do it yourself. The same anointing that rests on my life is on you. It's not Brandon's anointing. This is the Holy Spirit. Oh my God, I feel it in my spirit. Somebody shout hallelujah right there. My God, hallelujah. Let me move. I got to move. So it's the Holy Spirit that does this. Hear me. The anointing. I want you to understand the purpose of the anointing. The purpose of the anointing is to protect us during the assignment. Are you hearing me? Let me help you understand something about the origin of the anointing. Right? And in the origin of anointing, what happened was this. Is that shepherds would put oil on top of the sheep's heads. The reason why is to protect the sheep from getting ticks inside their ears. And so because if the tick got inside their ear, it would kill the sheep. So what happens is, is that they would take a horn of oil, throw it on top of the sheep's head. So when the ticks or the insects that try to come will slide off of them. I don't know who I'm preaching to tonight, but this right here helped me because there's some stuff that just slid off me. It didn't try. It, it couldn't kill me because I was anointed. It couldn't. It couldn't destroy me. Even the stuff I put myself into, it couldn't take me out because at the end of the day, God will not let you leave the earth until what he's called you to do is completed. Yeah, sickness hit your body. It slid off you. Hallelujah. Divorce hits you, but it slid off of you. Hallelujah. You're not talking to me now. It slid off of you. God protected you from it. God protected you for me right even right now. People try to slander your name. It's sliding right off of you. People making up lies. Sliding right off of you. 
Hallelujah. Job think it's threatening. Your, your job seems threatening and your career. It may seem like y'all going to shut down, but guess what? It's about to slide right off. You've been unemployed, but God's still been providing because the enemy thought unemployment was going to just destroy you and make you throw, in your, throw out your faith. But guess what? It slid right on off. Hallelujah. Why? Because God's hand is he will protect his anointed. Oh my God. Ah, I got to try to get away from this point. Oh my God. Help me in this room tonight. I don't know who I'm talking to online, but let me tell you something. That thing slid right off of you. Hallelujah. I remember when 2017 and 18 hit and it felt like this thing wasn't going to go any further, but that thing just slid right on off because what may came close to trying to take you out. God put a hedge around you. God put his hedge of protection and favor around your life. That's a you can't touch this one here. Ah, you try to come closer, but you can't touch this one here. Shia. Guy. Whoa, God help me in here. Say it didn't touch me. It didn't kill me. It didn't kill me. Here we go. Here we go. I, I didn't plan to do this. Psalm 20, verse 6. It says, Now I know. This is when David, they were coming against him. <laughs> and David said, now I know, hallelujah, that the Lord saves his anointed. <laughs> hallelujah, David, they tried to take him. <laughs> hallelujah, Saul was after his life. <laughs> but then David gets to the point and says, now I know. <laughs> Let me tell you something. There are certain things <laughs> that had to get close to you <laughs> so that you can know what God is <laughs> and know who he is, <laughs> that he is faithful <laughs> to the anointed, <laughs> that he's faithful to to you. And guess what? Now I can say with a testimony that I know that the Lord saves his anointed. And he said he will answer him from his holy heaven and with the saving strength of his right hand. Let me tell you something. God intervenes. Hallelujah. You may not feel like God is answering your prayer, but I don't know who I'm preaching to you. It came in this room tonight because of the answer prayer. Say, God, speak to me. I don't know how I'm going to keep going on like this, but I got good news for you. God saves his anointed. Come on, shout out. Say, God, save me. My God in here. purpose of the anointing is to protect you during your assignment. Ooh, hallelujah. The purpose of the anointing, lastly, ladies and gentlemen, is to serve as a mark of blessing. Hallelujah. I remember when Jacob, ladies and gentlemen, Jacob, hallelujah, began to lay hands on his sons. Hallelujah. And that served as a mark of the blessing of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you, not only is it a blessing in, in physical things, but it's a blessing in spiritual things. And it serves as a blessing of the father over your life that says, this is mine. <laughs> All right. Let me, let me help you. Let me help you see something here. Back to 2 Corinthians chapter 2. I didn't forget about it. It says, here it is. He said, he seals. He seals us with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> that means, ladies and gentlemen, in other words, it means protection and it means it is used for identity. 
Some of you, you're seeking natural blessing and you're just looking for the validation. And he's saying, listen, I've sealed you with this anointing. <laughs> Not only did I seal you, but here's the blessing. I guaranteed it. He's given us a spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. Oh, my goodness. What is this blessing, Brandon, that you are speaking of, Pastor B? The blessing of your future hope. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it ain't a blessing of a car, even though I would like a Tesla. It's not a blessing of a house, even though I would like one. It's not the blessing of any of that stuff. It's the blessing of I know where I'm going, <laughs> of my future hope. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit is here as a lair wait for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. That while you're here on this earth, God giving you the Holy Spirit as a guarantee. And for anybody who talks against eternal security, right here is just proving that you've been secured and sealed by the Holy Ghost. And you can't be stripped away. Oh, my God help me in here because if it could be stripped away then that means Jesus death was all in vain but he's given up to us as a guarantee as a purpose and the blessing of the future hope oh my god he's given it to us as a guarantee he sealed my oh my god let me tell you the southern the holy spirit seals and secures my eternity hallelujah ah, let me tell you something because let me help you understand this and i'm getting out of here the anointing has an expiration date on it too hallelujah let me tell you something when god is done using brandon when god is done using me on this earth when my anointing was for this lifetime got a blessed hope oh my god that's not made by human hands i got a blessed hope jesus told the disciples he said i go away to prepare a place for you he said oh my god trust believe in the father and also believe in me that in my father's house there are many mansions and guess what i know people don't get excited about this but there's a future glory that's waiting for me on the other side that every tear shall be wiped away that everything shall be wiped away and I'll be with Jesus for eternity anointed I have anointing that's for this earth but guess what when God is done don't they rest from their labor I said their works do follow them though I works from my labor my works do follow me just passed I think about mother who just passed and we'll celebrate her funeral on Thursday 
And I knew she was anointed for this time. And I just know for the future glory, I'll be there. Because my anointing is for this lifetime. But when I'm done here, hallelujah, it's following me right into eternity. Hallelujah. My works are following me right into eternity. Because guess what? When I use the anointing on my life here, let me tell you something. That's why the scripture says, store up. Oh my God, your treasures in heaven. Why? Because there's some crowns waiting for me there. There's some more future glory waiting for me there. And it shall. Oh my, oh my, let me stop. Let me stop. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. I gotta go. I gotta get out of here. It's not telling what I shall be. Hallelujah. But in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the twinkling of an eye. I'll be called up to meet him. Hallelujah. Cause my anointing was for this life. But oh my God, it's not telling what I shall be. But I'm going to be in a twinkling, in a twinkling of an eye. I'll be caught up. If you believe that, come on, stand to your feet and praise God for the anointed. Come on, Zion, and praise him in here. Oh, online, praise him for the anointed. Say, I've been anointed by the Holy One. I've been anointed by the Holy One. I've been anointed by the One who's given me the strength to do this. Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you subscribe so that you can continue to be empowered by the latest podcast. For more information on Transformation Christian Fellowship, visit our website at transformationchristianfellowship.org or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to 77977. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.